This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Listen, I mean, we just all were part of a, one of the better wins, uh, better games, I should say, in the National Football League. And uh, we were lucky to come out on that, that end of it. Uh, uh, guys battled their hearts out, uh, both teams. I was proud of our guys for getting in there for four quarters and, and uh, gutting it out. Uh, there were some huge plays made by the offense, defense, and special teams. And listen, I mean, it was, it was a great game. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. The voice there of Andy Reid after his team won a classic last night and won in which a ton of props hit in the last couple minutes. Let's talk some props here. Prop Swap, uh, we're presented by Prop Swap in this segment. Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The football playoffs are here, and Prop Swappers are cashing and find the best odds on Prop Swap when you buy directly from other bettors. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free Prop Swap app today. Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. So, uh, I mean, we got we got a lot of places we could go here. Um, we could we can uh, we we'll, with it. We'll update everyone on the giving props results here in a minute and, and how many how many it took to win this week but it's just amazing remarkable going through that end of the Chiefs game that was the first thing that hit me last night like after I like settled down I was like I wonder how many props switch sides forget how much you know the the total or the uh, you know the game went over on the two point conversion I believe with Allen the two point conversion he he got with two minutes to go and then the you know the game went over the props went over Gabe Davis had his four touchdown 200 yards Kelsey didn't have a touchdown until overtime. The Kelsey touchdown had to be one of the most bet props of the weekend. And that didn't happen to the last play of the game. It was remarkable. So I had uh, Singletary props, and the one I gave on the show was the rushing yards, which is like the only (laughs) – to be one of the only overs that missed in the entire game. I did the receiving yards on my own, which hit on the first drive of the Mm. game, which went over 20-and-a-half, and then Singletary did very little moving forward. But yeah, I mean, this was over Palooza. The, the Mahomes over two and a half. Like, I didn't even think about it during the game. I already checked that out as a loss. And then he ends up going over two and a half touchdowns. Both quarterbacks go over on the yardage. Both quarterbacks go over on the touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes crushed the rushing yards very early on in that game. Um, Kelsey over. Beasley. I can't believe Beasley's number was 29 and a half. He was a security blanket in, in those. Uh, very important late drives for Josh Allen. He kept going to Beasley and Gabe Davis as we were looking for Stephon Diggs. But um, yeah, t- if you played overs in this in the highest total of the weekend, if you did over props, you did very well, very likely. Um, 
the team totals went over first half total went over overs just all across the board and it did look like for a period that they weren't even going to get to the game over and they ended up smoking it and it went, yeah. I mean, it went way over I had the first half um, over 27 and a half. That hit. What did Devin Singletary finish with? Rushing yards wise. For rushing? Yeah. I'm I did sure. a bet it was plus 500 for him to have 100 plus rushing yards and to score one plus touchdown. That did not hit. But I feel no, like. it did not. 26. 26 <laughs> yeah. rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did he have more receiving? Yes. Um, no, 26, yeah, no, 25. 20, right, so 51 total yards in the game. Um, <laughs> you know what's interesting? And I do want to bring up a, uh, a prop swap that, that our guy Paul Aspen might want to do with his 49ers NFC ticket in a minute here. But interesting to look at the leaders, the leaders for the postseason and the different categories. You know, Paul had the uh, Josh Allen lead to lead the playoffs in rushing yards, and he lost this weekend by one yard to Patrick Mahomes for this weekend rushing lead of 69 oh. yards. Mahomes, 68 Allen. But if you look forward here, guys, I'm looking at the leaders right now. Who's going to lead the postseason in rushing yards? Like Elijah Mitchell gets to play this weekend. He's got 149 yards. If the Niners get to the Super Bowl, he very well do it. He very well may do it. He could also lose on Sunday. He's an underdog. Mm-hmm. Like of the of the favorites going that could go to the Super Bowl, Cam Akers is the Rams' leading rusher right now, and Patrick Mahomes is only five behind him as the Chiefs' leading rusher. I wonder what the number was on Patrick Mahomes to lead the playoffs in rushing yards. Is that posted? That might not have been posted. I know Josh Allen was, and that was a large number. Right. Because, I mean, that, that could happen. If, if, if Mitchell goes out this weekend – and Mahomes is another couple games of 50, 50 yards or so. He can yeah. absolutely lead the postseason in rushing yards. It's crazy. Sure. I can see it. All right, let's talk about prop swap for Paul here. So, Paul, and I did it with him. We both have a ticket on the 49ers to win the NFC. Ride it. Post it on prop swap. What are you thinking? <sighs> we went through this with the Braves, I guess, a little bit, the whole hedging conversation. Yep. Um, so if you're so what they are plus 380 right now uh, yes. to win the Super Bowl, plus 450. I think I think I and, to, you know, let's talk through this, but I think I would be more inclined to just try and live bet the other side. And trying By the to, way, guys, that, I don't I, I don't have the same number as you, but I also have San Francisco for the Super Bowl and the NFC. Okay, so, so we're all in the same boat. I, I have NFC. You did Super Bowl or NFC? Both. I have both. Okay, I have, both. I, have the, I have the NFC. I didn't take Super Bowl. Yeah, so I think the I wonder if there's is there more value if we we're going to do the prop swap thing? Maybe there's more value on the Super Bowl ticket because that was a sixty to one. So I think when you talk hmm. about that number, that's a conversation to see what you could get on prop swap. Uh, for that, and we can look at that over the next couple of days. I think for the NFC one, my first inclination would the money line is what minus one seventy. So, you know, not the best, not prohibitive. If you want to just guarantee yourself some profit, or probably the best move is to, you know, especially if the Niners get the ball first, see how the game goes. Then you know maybe they score first, or even if they're driving and that number starts moving down, live bet the other side. And try and you know 
hedge it that way. I think that was the, my initial lean on a Monday sitting here six days away. I think that's how I'm leaning towards playing it. Interesting. So I, I have a cash out offer for the Super Bowl, but not for the NFC. Same. And yeah. Okay. And the Super Bowl offer is nowhere close. Look, no. I think it's a coin flip and I lean San Francisco on winning the game. So the cash out offer that I have is just not not even a consideration right now. How much more uh, from what you bet are they offering you for the Super Bowl cash out? A little bit more than two X, which is that's yeah. So I obscene. have a I have a Chiefs to win the Super Bowl five to one from before the season. The same thing. I'm being offered right now a little bit more than two times what I bet. Let's get yeah, out. I now. think. And what is it if they're in the Super Bowl? Obviously, oh, the opponent like matters. Right. The opponent matters. Yes. Right. Now, if it's Bengals, boy, then you're thinking you're going to cash that ticket or you, you have a good shot at it. It's KC. Right. It might not be as high as you want, but it's going to be much higher, much, much higher. I'm always inclined to let it ride. I mean, you did it with the Braves, yep. Paul. I mean, it's it's just it's just more fun. For this divisional ticket, I, again, because I'm holding the Super Bowl ticket, it feels a little bit, or for the NFC ticket, it feels a little bit like – there's part of me that thinks maybe I should take it because, or at least do some sort of hedge because it is kind of free money because they should not have made the playoffs. They should have not have made the playoffs. They're down by, what, two scores against the Rams in that last game of the season. And now it's kind of found money, you know, even if you just get a little bit of it. And then, you know, and if they if you get, you know, 30%, 40%, whatever you want to bet on the NFC, and they end up winning, okay, now you're holding a 60-1 to 1 ticket. And I think you've got to hedge that out at least a little bit in the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of different angles to look at it. Um, but I, there is, you know, something to be said for like, you know, kind of found money and guaranteeing yourself a little bit of a cash at least. God, doesn't it feel like so much football has been played since they were down 17 to three? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just, well, it feels like the Packers lost like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so much happened this weekend. Yeah, that was, that was remarkable. Man, hmm. I'm so, I'm not even but, thinking about it right now. But but I but I also have the opinion that I think the the Forty ers are going to win. Where do you guys sit on that? I don't feel great about it. Okay, I'm just I'm still torn with the Jimmy G injury. I feel like I, I don't know. Just wonder if they're going to run the out fact of gas. he didn't have a touchdown. That's bad. I am totally on the fence. I don't have a strong lean one way or the other. On the one hand, like the Rams played their best game for three quarters and change and still almost lost. The Niners <laughs> played their probably their worst game and somehow won. And the thing that concerns me is Jimmy G, I thought I was watching the Bengals offensive line again a little bit against the Packers. And, you know, they were getting to him quite a bit. And, you know, the Rams are going to get to him again. Right. But again, and, and then the, the Shanahan-McVay yeah. narrative goes both ways. And the three times thing goes both ways. You know, it's it's not as, you know, much of a thing that the third time, you know, tough to beat a team three times. That's not as much of a thing as people think it is, really. Um, so I am totally on the fence. I don't have a good feel either way. I don't feel like dread about the Niners going into this game, though. I don't feel like they're yeah. dead. Going yeah. into you know what's game. so frustrating about Garoppolo, too? Not, not only the throws we always talk about and the picks that happen right. from time to time, which it's fair to give him a little credit for taking some shots, too, because there are a lot of guys that wouldn't. But 
any duress, like he's going down. You see it coming a mile away. It's like he can't escape anything. That that's what's also so frustrating. Because then you watch Josh Allen like do like all the kind of matrix stuff and get out of that. It's yep. it's just night and day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Jimmy G, I think if he never had that injury, he was a little bit more mobile when he was young. He, since he came back from that ACL three years ago, he doesn't he doesn't move at all. Like he's he's a statue in that pocket. Um, it's going to be fun to look at these props all week, especially. And we'll, I'm sure we'll do a day on the Super Bowl props, the MVP, because you get it now. Like if you have a if you feel like you could predict who's in the Super Bowl, you get better numbers now than next week. I mean, next week these numbers will be cut in half or whatever they're going to be. Like Elijah Mitchell right now, forty six to one Super Bowl MVP. Josh Allen, yeah, I was gonna say Josh Allen seventy-five to one may be dead, but we're still holding Tyron Matthew three hundred to one for Super Bowl MVP. So, got that. Oh, uh, that's right. Well, is he ball. gonna play this weekend? It's no. Well, no Super Bowl. Super Bowl. No, I know. Like I know. Weeks. And well, they might need him to get there. I'll stick a big picture. You're worrying about the present. Right. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Becky Aldele, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. On the other side, our first look at the AFC title game. Next on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BeckQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.